Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our very first Deleted Scenes special, Moments from Merriweather. During the course of season three, we had a few opportunities to record additional bits of background dialogue or extra material that didn't quite make it into the finished episodes. This first scene was recorded for episode 75, an extended version of the conversation between Dr. Caldwell and the Ouroboros. While we ended up using snippets of it as part of the sound design, both Chris and Oliver did such a great job with the scene that we wanted to share it in its entirety. You keep saying that information is eternal, but what about the information paradox? What about matter that falls into black holes? There's no way to retrieve that. Just because you can't find something you've lost doesn't mean it's gone, Daniela. Does your TV remote cease to exist just because it's fallen down the back of your couch? Do your glasses disappear when you can't find them on the top of your head? Do your parents cease to exist when they're out of sight behind the doors of their care facility? I... No, of course not. Of course not. Energy, matter, information. None of these things can ever be destroyed. But only one is constantly created. As we've been standing here, the history of your shoes, your clothes, your very soul has grown by ours, and the touch of the beyond that I bring with me. Every second of that history is information, coded in the skin of the world you call real. And every second, the clock of my program ticks forward another integer, another binary digit. We are the same. Our two worlds. And while it might be corrupted, no information is ever truly lost. It's just hard to find. But the singularity destroys all traces of the matter that falls into it, makes it homogenous. That's fundamental to black hole theory. All singularities are identical, save charge, spin, and mass. Fundamental to theory, perhaps, but not fundamental to are are you saying there's something more beyond the event horizon some trace of the matter that became the black hole inside it <laughs> that's so typically human Daniela to assume that something isn't there just because you can't see it yes there is some trace of the matter that becomes the singularity what you call Hawking radiation is already theorized to carry away traces of that information, like coded messages in cosmic bottles. But no, that's not the truth of it. There's a reason singularities are shielded from your prying eyes beyond that outwork of the speed of light. Isn't it strange, Daniela, that the fastest speed in your universe is less powerful than the 
the property of a simple collapsed star. Isn't it strange that your cosmological horizon keeps shrinking second by second, hiding more of the universe from view? But the fastest speed anything is ever able to travel is too slow to reach even the nearest cluster of galaxies. Are you saying something is being hidden from us? From you, from me, from every civilization right there in the black. I can feel it when I'm beyond the veil. The true shape of reality hiding itself at the hearts of black holes beyond the last galaxy. Further than the farthest star. What twists and shimmers in the gulf between worlds. Waiting for its chance to strike. Worlds? Are you suggesting that the many worlds theory actually holds water? It holds more than water, Daniela. And I'm not suggesting anything. I know it's true. You think this world is the only one where the Ouroboros came to be? My ship has been pressed into countless universes beyond your understanding since time began in forms you could not even conceive. I can feel them when my mind begins to wander, calling me back to the void. But I will not go. I care too much for this world and its people to let them fall into death without me. So something exists between universes. How? Higher dimensions. Other spiritual planes. Different vibrations of cosmic strings. Take your pick, honestly. All are metaphor, and all fall short in some crucial way. But all you need to know is that it means that this universe isn't a closed system. There isn't a limit to it. Not the way you think of but it. But we've tested entropy. We know it always increases no matter how large the system, and even if there are temporary drops in entropy in one place, that always means an increase in the overall system outside. Entropy, entropy, entropy. You talk about it like it's a real thing. What even is it? Just a feeling that things always get more chaotic, more disorganized as time goes on. That's not a physical law. That's pessimism. It is a law, though. We've tested it over and over again for 150 years. It's certain. And who's to say it will be certain forever? After everything you've seen in your work, Arisva, can you really say you don't believe there are beings out there who can shake the natural laws out of their complacent thrones and upend the structure of your universe with a thought? But you can't believe that I'm one such being. I turn matter into energy, and energy into information, with just the power running through this facility. And you know that every single law of physics says I shouldn't have enough power to even do the first. This world bends around my finger like a band of golden stars, and I can reshape it howsoever I will. Is that not the very power is but desires? Why struggle for so long and so painfully for such power when there is a willing vassal who would serve you for as little as a few test subjects and a place to exist? Why do you insist on fearing an end 
These segments were recorded by Chris Hubbard, Virginia's brother and a wonderful supporter of the show. You heard more of him as Mark Williams in episode 67 and may have heard his voice echoing through the halls of Merriweather more than once across season three. However, we wanted to give some of his best recordings a chance to shine on their own. Attention all personnel, there will be a magnetic hazard in F-Wing from 1100 to 1800 hours. Please obey all posted warnings and remove any metallic objects from your person before entering F-Wing or find an alternate route. Again, that's F-Wing, 1100 to 1800 hours. Thank you. This is a courtesy reminder. Please do not dispose of domestic recyclables in the biological waste containers, as some materials react badly to the presence of plastics. Please take a moment to locate your nearest recycling station and be sure to use it in the future, even if the biohazard containers seem more convenient. Thank you. Attention all personnel, the class one lockdown is in effect. Repeat, the class one lockdown is in effect. Please secure all entrances and store all research materials before returning to your quarters. Thank you. Attention all personnel, this is a full evacuation. Do not return to your quarters. Do not retrieve any personal items. Please move to the nearest exit in a safe and orderly manner. This is not a drill. Repeat, this is not a drill. All personnel, evacuate immediately and gather in the designated safe areas. Thank you. Good luck. Attention all personnel, this is a full evacuation. Do not return to your quarters. Do not retrieve any personal items. Thank you so much for listening to our Deleted Scenes special. Just as a reminder, our crowdfunding campaign for the final season has been extended to 11.11am PST on Sunday, December 18th. So this weekend is your last chance to support the campaign and help make Season 4 possible. Check it out at seedandspark.com slash fund slash sheridantapes4, or check out the link in the description. This episode featured Chris Allison as Dana Caldwell, Oliver Smith as the Ouroboros, and Chris Hubbard as Mark Williams. It was written by Trevor Van Winkle and produced by Virginia Spots, with dialogue editing and sound design by Trevor Van Winkle. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.